official Boxing Day edition of Idiots Talk History. I am your host Matt and with me as always is my co-host Lorna. Hi. And guest speaker Dan. Hello. Guest speaker. speaker. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to enjoy I... your lecture today. <laughs> yeah. I've not brought my speech with me. Oh, okay. Oh. If you've never listened to the podcast before, <laughs> that's a horrible moment. Oh. <laughs> uh, one of us is a topic, uh, um, one of us is a moment, no, a report a on report. a moment event topic person from history. This uh, this week, Lorna is going to do a report. Yes. Do you want to tell us all about it? Yes. Yeah, so because it's um, Boxing Day, I tried to do it themed around Boxing Day, but it's very tough, as Matt said on last week's episode. Was it something with the parcels? Well, I, I will give a bit of a history oh, on that, but if you know it, Dan, then go, no, I don't. go That's ahead. What I um, and then I'll talk about a specific part of Boxing Day in the UK and then one specific year. Okay. But, yeah, so... Just crack on, then. I will. As we say. So, um, Boxing Day is celebrated the day after Christmas Day. It originated in the United Kingdom and is celebrated in a number of countries that previously formed the British Empire. Mm. So there was a big list, but I didn't get them. So it's like New Zealand, Australia. India? Yeah. I think so. There's somewhere else in that. I think it's like South Korea or something, but I'm not sure. Canada? Canada, yeah. Um, in the liturg- liturgical calendar of Western Christianity, Boxing Day is the second day of Christmas tide and is St. Stephen's Day. So mm. some countries recognise it as St. Stephen's Day and some recognise it as Boxing Day. Um, Ireland and Catalonia region of Spain know it as St. Stephen's Day, mm. which is not surprising. They're very Catholic, some of them. Um, in some European countries, such as Hungary, Germany, Poland, the Netherlands and Scandinavia, 26th of December is celebrated as a second Christmas day, which is nice. That is nice. But do you have presents again? Maybe not. But I know when we were younger that if we didn't see family on Christmas day, we'd see them on Boxing Day and then get yeah. their presents. That was oh, good, that. Yeah. We used to do that. yeah, it was like extended oh, Christmas day. But then they were always a bit naff because we're extended family. Sometimes they bought you really horrible shirts. But sometimes it was not money. Not naming names. <laughs> Oh, you get like a links. Uh, links I wouldn't say that because we literally discussed with your family the other day oh. our podcast. And they're going to listen to this one. Yeah. Oh, I can edit that. Hi, Auntie Alison. That were you. So, where does Boxing Day come from? I've put, as Matt said, the story's not quite worth a whole pod topic, but I thought I'd give it some context. There's apparently competing origins of the word, but to me they seem very similar. Um. The Oxford English Dictionary gives the earliest attestations from Britain in the 1830s, defining it as the first weekday after Christmas Day, observed as a holiday on which postmen, errand boys and servants of various kind expect to receive a Christmas box. And the Christmas box term comes from the 17th century. So in Britain it was custom for tradesmen to collect... um, Christmas boxes of money or presents on the first weekday after Christmas as a thanks for good service throughout the year. Mm. So it seems like it was like a present from their employers, maybe. Yeah. Why didn't they get it on Christmas Day? Um, Is it just when you get... I'll I'll get on to that now. So the customs linked to an older British tradition, since they would have to wait on their masters on Christmas Uh. Day, the servants of the wealthy were allowed the next day to visit their families, and the employers would give each servant a box to take home containing gifts, bonuses, and sometimes leftover food. 
Mm. So it kind of seems like they're recycling. Some people are recycling their Christmas presents on Boxing Day for the servicemen. That's yeah. quite good because you always get some presents that you don't really want. Yeah, you re-gift them. I could have given that re-gifted. shirt away, really, couldn't I? Was it a really bad shirt? What no. shirt are you talking about? It's a metaphorical shirt. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> it's a real shirt. You're just being suspicious. Um, the European tradition, which has long included giving money and other gifts to those who were needed and in service positions, has dated to the Middle Ages, but the exact origin is unknown. So it's believed to be in reference to the alms box, placed in areas of worship to collect donations to the poor. So this Christmas box links to this alms box. Right. And it may come from a custom in the late Roman or early Christian era where metal boxes were placed outside churches and they were used to collect special offerings tied to the feast of St. Stephen. So I think there used to be a feast on St. Stephen's Day and people would give offerings. Yeah. And that links to this creation of a Christmas box. Um, in most countries that formed part of the British Empire, the day is a public holiday. Uh, Boxing Day is not generally observed in the United States. But on the 5th of December 1996, Massachusetts Governor William F. Weld declared the 26th of December as Boxing Day in Massachusetts. This was in response to efforts of a local coalition of British citizens to transport the English tradition to the United States, but it was not as an employee holiday, so I don't think it's really taken off in the US. So what did it have on St. Stephen's Day? I don't really know, to be honest. There wasn't much about Maybe America in like or Boston, or Massachusetts, yeah. quite a Catholic area. That's yeah, interesting. yeah, they would yeah. probably celebrate. It's interesting that the Americans have taken some of the English traditions, because yeah. normally it's the other way around. I no, I think a lot of traditions come from... Well, yeah. A lot of American like traditions what? come from different areas. So Halloween is yeah. an Irish festival. All right. Samhain. You should have okay. listened to that. You should have listened have, to that episode. I have listened to that episode. Obviously then. I listened to all of them. Went one ear and out the other. I know. I? Mm. <laughs> Weren't paying any attention. Who was it that did the report? Me. Uh, Lana. Oh, should I would have listened to that one. <laughs> <laughs> In the British Overseas Territory of Bermuda, the, consu- con- the customed gombe dancers perform throughout the Mid-Atlantic Island on Boxing Day. This is a tradition believed to date back to the 18th century when slaves were permitted to gather at Christmas time. Oh, yeah, I read about so that. So that's a bit of the history. Mm. Of Boxing Day? Yes. Not worth a whole topic, is it? Not really. I couldn't find any more. No. I like the, uh, I like the one with the servants getting to go home for Christmas. Yeah, it's quite That's nice, nice that one, isn't one. it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they get to take a little box mm. with them. I'm sure they appreciated that. Um so that's the history of Boxing Day, but um I don't know there's not really many traditions around Boxing Day now. It seems to just be like a family day. Yeah. You don't do much. You eat uh leftover turkey sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Play with your presents. Yeah. yeah. Not, not anymore because a... I get socks. You get to play with your socks. Fold them up. <laughs> Fold them up. Play, Roll them up. Play games with them. Throw them around. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be better when you got toys and you could just play with them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and either way, it's a public holiday. But what's significant in the UK and is the main focus for a lot of people is football. That is right. what my, oh. the rest of my report is going to be on. As I know it. Yeah, I've, I've written soccer. Um, I put yeah. all shopping, but I'm not going to discuss that because I right. think it's a bit sad that some people go shopping. Well, and, like, get very keen. I was telling you the other day about Dan. I worked a Boxing yes. Day. Boxing Day set. I got up at. I started at five o'clock. Yeah, Matt a, was telling me that the four traffic hour was bad. Four hours. <laughs> four hours at five o'clock. Yeah, probably. <gasps> I was back by nine. I earned twenty-one pound. 
<laughs> not bad. Not to be sniffed at. Not good. No, um, it's not. Something bad now. Yeah, the day that we're recording is actually Sunday, and oh, today's so supposed sad. to be um, Stampede Sunday. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like, so, like, loads of people are going shopping to get last minute Christmas gifts. It's the uh, 23rd. Yeah, and the shops are only open for six hours, aren't they? 11 right. till 5 yeah. on a Sunday. Sunday. So, it's going to be hours. a stampede, apparently. I only ever, I always make sure to buy my presents in November. I try and plan what I'm getting in November, but yeah. then I end up buying more because I'm like, oh, mm. they'll like this as well. Also, just order it online. I don't know why you'd go into the shop. Yeah, anyway. but I guess if you haven't Unless ordered clothes. online by now, you're not getting it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, so anyway, back <laughs> anyway. to football. In the United Kingdom, it's traditional for all top-tier football leagues in England, Scotland and Northern Ireland, the Premier League, the Scottish Premiership and the NIFL Premiership and the lower ones, as well as the Rugby Leagues, to hold a full programme <laughs> of football and rugby union matches on Boxing Day. To be honest, I've copied and pasted that because I don't you understand it, so leagues, I can't, really, I can't reword that. All leagues in England, Scotland and Northern Ireland, by the sounds of it. Yeah, so it's football and all rugby. professional leagues. Soccer and rugby, but I'm only going to talk about... Football slash football. soccer. From here on out, f- football is soccer. Yes. Um. So Christmas Day is a football-free zone with supporters sitting indoors to enjoy the Queen's speech, cracker jokes, and kisses from elderly I relatives. I don't know if this is. Did you write that bit? <laughs> you no. did write that. <laughs> no, I just, I just enjoyed That's it. That's not necessarily what they do, but yeah. You must get kisses from elderly relatives. Um. Grandma. Yeah, I don't know. Like kisses, plural. Yeah. We definitely watch the Queen's speech. Surely so. you get a kiss when they come in and a kiss when they leave. No, hug. Maybe away from a fan. No. <laughs> that's <laughs> rude. Firm <laughs> handshake and, a, and an arm on the shoulder. Good to see you, What's Doris. that thing where you pull people in? A hug. No. <laughs> I'll teach you all that. No, no where, where boys do that thing where they put their hand and then they do the thing like shoulder to shoulder. Well, me and Matty have a special handshake. Oh, we yes, we rediscovered that. the other day. I forgot about that. But we'll, yeah, uh, you two will be doing that on Christmas Day. Yeah, we'll put a we'll put a video on the Twitter. Put feed. a boomer, boomerang <laughs> on, the, on the Twitter. No, it's too long for a boomerang. It's really long. I'll have to do it quickly. We'll do a. Uh, a what's the other one? Um, oh, what's good. it called? A gift. Oh, but this is an edit point. <laughs> what's the uh, what's that video thing called that all the young vine? Kids... No, it's not a vine, but it's like the new one. It's like banana, not boomerang, but it's like. I don't uh... know. I'm not down with the kids. <sighs> You've well, had, Dan's had a lot me. of time on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Fortnite. about it. No, I don't know. Anyway, just good. Sorry, where were we up to? Um, so as I said, Christmas Day was a football free zone, oh, yeah. but. This wasn't always the case, and up till the 1950s, football was traditionally also played on Christmas Day. Oh, um, interesting. There'd be a full program of fixtures on Christmas Day because there weren't any TVs, so instead people would go out to be entertained at a football mm-hmm. match after they've eaten the food. Yeah, had the kisses from the relatives. Yeah, yeah. and, <laughs> and the had the cracker joke. So was at three o'clock. So. Well, yeah, they didn't have the Queen's speech then because there were no TVs. She, she, she maybe it was on the radio. <laughs> she was just yeah, speaking was into an empty room. It was on the radio. The King's Speech is a film, isn't it? Surely she speaks into the into an empty room now, though. Surely there's just a few people in there. <laughs> Aren't we all speaking into an empty room, really? <laughs> well, the three of us are. There's only us three in there, and we're just... We are literally chatting to an empty room. Broadcasting to the millions. <laughs> Listen to this at three o'clock on Christmas Day instead, actually. Oh, but this won't Next be year. out. Next yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, throughout the 1950s, it was a period when attitudes changed towards playing sport on Christmas Day. And it seemed like the reason for the matches to no longer be on Christmas Day was because there was a reluctance to play. 
So um, transport systems also declined and crowds started to dwindle and the fixture eventually disappeared from the football calendar. The final um, programme of games in England was in the late 1950s, which left Boxing Day as the day for football. So the actual one was the last games were played on Christmas Day in 1959, when Blackburn beat Blackpool 1-0 at home in the old first division and Coventry beat Wrexham 5-3 in the third. Just Mm, a little tidbit for you there of information. Uh, I was going to say something about football on Christmas Day. Are you thinking about the war? No. No, we talked about it last week. Last week, last year. year. I briefly mentioned it in my history of Christmas last year. This will be another point. Not sure. It will now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anytime you say this will be an edit point, I have to cut it out. You don't have to. It could just be a funny thing. I say it's my catchphrase. In Scotland, it was different, and the last game scheduled scheduled on Christmas Day were in 1976. However, these no longer continued due to bad weather and reluctance to play, as I said. But I think they had worse weather yeah, in, in Scotland. Scotland. I remember what I was going to say, by the oh, way. Yeah. Um, most um, professionals, or Premier League teams especially, train on Christmas Day. Oh, do they? Really? Yeah, yeah, they go training in the morning, maybe have dinner, and then... Maybe Can they not have a the day afternoon. off though? Or is that because they've, they've got a match the next get, day? Uh, some, a lot of them play Boxing Day and then, and and they, then they play, played they play the other game over the next few days. And they played recently, so like this year they played on Saturday and Sunday. So they played today and yesterday and then they'll play Boxing Day or the 27th. And then they'll play and on the weekend again. And then they'll play the next weekend. The opposite yeah. way, whoever they played, is it not? Not necessarily. Oh, well no. it used to be. Yeah, so... Um, Fixture Chiefs tried to keep it as local as possible on Boxing Day as it's a time when family and friends come together to go to matches. So attendance are at the highest, which is quite a good idea. Big local derbies don't tend to be scheduled on Boxing Days. They already have high attendance anyway. So in terms of a business... You need a local game, but not a... But not a derby. But that makes sense business-wise because they want the money. So they'll get high attendance at a derby anyway. So pointless to do it on Boxing Day. Mm. Um, You know what? I always thought that the fixtures were just random. Really? I've only just realised that, yeah, they'll yeah. probably sort it so that, for instance, Manchester City won't be playing home the same yeah. time as Manchester United. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it puts uh, pressure on the horses. <laughs> and um, on the yeah. streets. And also, this is the season of yeah. goodwill, so they, they don't want local rivals Who's smashing he? up the city. The what? Who's he? Goodwill. <laughs> this is an added point. <laughs> <laughs> this is the season of goodwill, but who's he? I've not heard of him before. What's he doing? <laughs> It's, yes, and go on, Lana. <laughs> no, it's no and. Carry on. Also, this is the <laughs> season of good work. Don't repeat it. <laughs> I have to because it's my sentence. Right, anyway. Um, this is the season of good work. No, and. I'm not saying it again. Okay. <laughs> um, also, they don't want local rivals smashing up city centres and having fights and stuff at Christmas time. Oh, yeah, well, fair enough. Don't do it any okay. time, really. Well. Um. <clears throat> So every club, if they're not at home at Boxing Day, will be home on New Year's Day. That's nice. So I don't know if that still happens, but that was the case. Might be, yeah. So they can maximise on the attendance being high at Christmas. Boxing Day has traditionally been the one day of the season when all 20 teams are on display on the same day. So the Premier League is the only league active during the Christmas period. The Boxing Day fixtures often have far-reaching repercussions, with most teams playing three games in the week. So Mm. it's... There's, there can either be a lot of upset or a lot of joy. It this seemed. is a 
major talking point for many years in the English game about oh, how really? uh, other other countries have a Christmas break and we don't. Oh really? Because we don't have a Christmas break. Yeah, they're talking about introducing. I think it's next year or the year after. I'm gonna have a Christmas break, so maybe to give it a try. Yeah, I think so. But how would that affect the performance? You have a bit of a, have a bit of a break because then rest. if you go straight into a tournament when the when the season finishes, like the World Cup, and then they come back like two weeks later, to start and then the they start League. again. So they've never. Which is why Harry Kane's been tired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> tired. You see, bags under his eyes. <laughs> he is tired. That's all they say. So that's the general gist of Boxing Day football. But I want to talk specifically about 1963. Do you know anything about that year? Well, I do. I, uh, I guessed it, it. the other day. A little guess. Yeah. Right. I, I put in brackets, but don't ruin it all. Because okay. I thought you might know some yeah. things. What about you, Dan? Um, 63. So that was pre-going on the moon. Pre-England winning the World Cup. <laughs> I'm not going to discuss any of that. Don't um, come into true. it. It's about fo- is it about football? Yeah, yeah, it's about Boxing Day football. Um, was there some sort of tragedy? Nope. Oh. Um, was it the most goals scored like it... ever? <gasps> I don't in know a... about ever on they, a day, um, but... On Boxing Day? Yes. That's Ten, goals. <laughs> <laughs> Ten goals. Ten goals. In all games. Oh, right. oh I games. thought it was like one game that was no, just... No, no. Oh. It's all 20 games. 20 games? Yeah. 10 oh. games, sorry. There are 10 games going on. Yeah, 10 games. Okay, let's say it I was... Think. I've oh. got a picture. Do you have a number of uh, how many goals there was? <coughs> That's what I'm going to work Yeah, on. there's 10. I have the number of goals. Okay. Amazing. Do you know this? No, I just knew that it was the most goals scored. So uh, I actually, just a little note while we're figuring it out, I, for the World Cup this year, one of the things we had to do at work in this sort of um, game we're playing, betting game, as it were, was choose how many goals were going to be scored in the whole tournament, and I guessed it exactly. How many? Wasn't it like 470-something? I think it was some some number and 73. Might have been like 173, might have been 370. And what did you win? Well, that was actually the tie-break question in case you were top in the rest of the game, but I wasn't. So I just won you pride. You won some money though, didn't you? I didn't, not in that one. But you, in a different one you won a bit of money. I had France to win the... I had France to win. I had a bet on France to fin- get in the final. I had a uh, France to win at work. So uh, I won... Uh, yeah, uh, Matt put a bet on. In my I name. won 60, £80, maybe £80. Did you? Right, yeah. Oh. So gambling does Scrams. pay off. Stop. That's, what, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So anyway, back to the goal. Yeah, have you got a guess? Uh, do you have a guess? Oh. Um, think in your head and then we'll sort of reveal it at the same time. Right, okay. Uh, I think... Okay. Uh, have you got a... Wait, wait. So there's 10 games. I'll say there's three or four goals in each game. So that means... I'm gonna... I'll say 45. I'm going to go okay. higher than that. I think about oh yeah, 66. You are joking, Matthew. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Oh, amazing. I was going to say 67 as well. That's good, isn't it? Because I thought goals. some of the games There's were about an five, average three. of 6.6 goals. Yeah. yeah the, what were the scores? I'll come on to it. I'll get okay. to it. I've got a picture. Um, so, I've got do, you know, do you know a Liverpool striker, Ian St. John? Because I don't know him. No. <laughs> I'm not really up to date on 1953. <laughs> anyway, I've got a quote from him. So he said, what happened on Boxing Day 1963 was bewildering. It was as if the clubs were making up for the total lack of games the previous season. So I'll come on to that. Oh. So the previous season, the winter of 1962 to 1963, 
is known as the Big Freeze of 1963. It's one of the coldest winters on record in the United Kingdom. Temperatures plummeted, lakes and rivers began to freeze over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it remains the coldest since at least 1895 in all meteorological districts of the United Kingdom except Scotland North, which is <laughs> understandable. Because it gets cold. Yeah, and they had two oh. colder winters, which were 1978-79 and 2009-2010, oh. but they were only marginally colder. How cold are we talking? Do we have degrees? Um, Must have been I'd Celsius. Below freezing. I thought I did, wow. but I guess I don't. I'll give you a guess, because I'm quite good at guessing these things. Minus 10. Minus 12. She didn't have the answer, so no. we're both right. <laughs> um, as a result of the big freeze, it meant that no football could be played. Snow began in late December of 1962, notably on Boxing Day. Oh. Uh, and the cold became firmly, firmly established. In January 1963, the sea froze for a mile out from shore at... In Kent, Whoa. which is cold. That <laughs> ah, is cold, isn't uh, it? The sea also froze inshore in many places, and it froze four miles out to sea from Dunkirk. Ooh. The upper reaches of the River Thames also froze over, and I think they had some problems in London in terms of workers. I think some people got stuck and things like that because it was so cold. In the ice? I don't know if they got stuck in the ice or they got stuck like at work. Yeah. Or, oh, right. Oh, yeah. and, <laughs> or work, and then work Just like, slowed to pull down. <laughs> Um, starting on the 25th of January, there was a brief thaw, but it lasted only three days. In February 1963, more snow came, uh, and the, it was also stormy, with winds re- reaching force eight mm. of gale force winds, which I don't know if that's... Sounds a lot. Yeah. yeah it sounds a lot. Eight. Um, eight. A 36-hour blizzard caused heavy drifting snow in most parts of the country. Drifts reached 20 feet in some areas, and there were gale force winds reaching up to 81 mile an hour. On the Isle of Man, wind speeds were recorded at 119 mile an hour. It's quick, isn't it? That is very quick. The thaw set in during early March. So the 6th of March was the first morning of the year without any frost anywhere in Britain, which is mad for me. That's too cold. And temperatures soon soared to 17 degrees and the remaining snow rapidly disappeared. So it seemed a bit like a contrast. Went Mm. from very cold to very hot. So this is a prequel to, to our Boxing Day. 63. Yeah, so one of the main consequences of the big freeze was the disruption to the national sporting calendar. So not just football, but mm. all of them. Uh, the Football League season was extended by four weeks from its original finishing point of the 27th mm. of April. And the final league fixtures uh, took place one day before the rescheduled FA Cup final. I think I read that the FA Cup final got rescheduled three times. Ah, why? Just because of the knock-on effect of all these They used fixtures. to have replays, though, as well. Just chucking it out there in the FA Cup final. Did they? So if you drew it, you played a replay. And you did it again. Oh. That is annoying. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, some lower-level competitions did not complete their season at all. So they just said, just, no. Just sack it off. Yeah. But come December 1963, it was the next season. There was no bad weather to affect the game, so they went ahead. There were 10 fixtures on the day, and there's a quote that says each were unbelievable. Uh, Not only did the 10 games in the season not produce a single goalless draw, but only two sides in the entire division failed to score. Whoa, I've just seen one of the results. Do you want me to read them out? Yeah, Yeah, this this would have been a good match of the day, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would have. So, Blackpool played Chelsea. Chelsea won 5-1. You should do. Blackpool won. Chelsea. Okay, I'll do that. Blackpool 1, Chelsea (laughs) 5, Burnley 6, Man United 1, 
Fulham 10, Ipswich 1. <laughs> ten Leicester one. 2, Everton 0. Oh, Can you say 0 or 0? 0, I think. 0. <laughs> Liverpool 6, Stoke 1. Nottingham Forest 3, Sheffield United 3. Sheffield Wednesday 3, Bolton 0. West Brom 4, Tottenham 4. West Ham 2, Blackburn 8. Wolves 3, <laughs> Aston Villa 3. Some good ones there, aren't they? So the key yeah. ones to pull out there, the 10-1. 10-1, Fulham, Ipswich. A couple of 6-1s. Liverpool, Stoke. There's six, and there's one, an 8-2 as well. 8-2, Blackburn, West Ham. And also a 5-1 as well. Yeah. Okay, when someone so, I was considering there was, okay, there was a 3 or 4 goal yeah. average. You're there's one that's off. got 11. Two that have got, one, there's one 11, one 10. Seven. And a few like seven, eight, eights and yeah. sevens. Yeah. yeah, so it was a big day. Um, one article that I read. That two nil. <laughs> one article that I read said the defenders seem to have enjoyed Christmas a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a staggering 60 goals were scored in a single day. Seven players scored hat tricks and four players were sent off. Uh, the to be champions of the league, Liverpool won 6 1 against Stoke. And the runners up, Manchester United, lost against Burnley by the same margin. Um, what was perhaps even more remarkable about the fixtures was that two days later, all the clubs played the reverse set of fixtures and this produced starkly contrasting results. So they played each other yeah. in the other way, the other at home or away, whichever yeah, they yeah, didn't same do. Same teams. Yeah. So United overturned their defeat by Burnley and went on to win 5 1 at Tra- Old Trafford, which <laughs> is right. essentially a reverse because Burnley, fi- uh, Burnley won 6 1. Um, West Ham avenged their six-goal defeat at home by pulling off a shock 3-1 win at, against Blackburn. Right. I've, I've obviously copied and pasted this because mm. I'm not good at my football lingo. Um, Ipswich went some way to making up their all-time 10-1. record defeat by beating the same Fulham team 4-2. Ah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, Villa and Wolves drew again, this time 2-2, meaning their fans had in the size score 10 goals between them in three days without either earning a win. So they only got one point for them, won't they? Two. Two points. I don't know if you got two points for a score draw at the time or just for a regular draw. You, you get two points two. for a draw? Oh, well, that's you quite a good idea. You might have done. A score draw compared to a, a goalless draw. Yeah, I think points. we used to do that anyway. Well, anyway, they both drew again. Um, but this is my favourite sentence. The real whipping boys of the festive <laughs> period that year, however, were Everton, who would lose 2-0 at Leicester on Boxing Day and then 3-0 to the same opposition at home on the 28th. That's not too bad. They did, however, manage to finish third at the end of the season behind Liverpool and Manchester United. I don't think they're a real whipping boy. I don't like know what a whipping boy is. Like, I would say Ipswich were the whipping yeah. boys losing 10-1. But then they won the next but then, game, but still. Yeah, but only by 4-2. 10-1. So. What's a whipping boy? Just like... Just been whipped. Oh, right, okay. yeah. oh. <laughs> I thought yeah. this was all football lingo, no. so <laughs> I just... I can't really change it. But that was my report on the Boxing Day match of... Well, Boxing matches. Day and then, and then the, the 1963 match. Very good. But seven hat-tricks is pretty good. Yeah. Well, I was... I tried to do like this thing where I was doing the top five games from Boxing Day... But as I went through, I think the person was a bit biased because every single one of them was United until it got to this one. Oh, right. There were five and they were all like rubbish. They were rubbish. Naff, naff descriptions. Right. It was just like United in 2002. <laughs> it was nonsense. So then I just, I just stuck with this one. Right. I remember Ipswich, uh, actually, speaking about United, I think they were in nine against United uh, in the late 90s. Andy Cole. Really? Scored. 
sort of thing. But this is the biggest ever defeat. Or something like that. This this is the record defeat, 10-1. Um, I actually... Oh, no. Yeah, 10-1. I took place in a 10-1 game when I was about 14. Scored nine. And then uh, they didn't pass to me. Because <laughs> they wanted to share the Scored goals. Nine, yeah. How old were you? Uh, oh, maybe, maybe about 12 or 13, actually. We played for Oldham. Who were you a, playing against? Some um, foreign team, I don't know. We were playing in a tournament. And we played against, like... No, it worked Spartak. But it was another, like... like and you got Eastern a triple hat trick. Triple hat trick, yeah. We won 10 one <laughs> That's quite impressive. That I'm you surprised that's not I'm on your CV. Oh, no, <laughs> trick. I've never heard that before. Oh, that no. story. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it's probably not true, Dad. No. <laughs> I'll show you the picture. I scored one goal when I was. I was just about to say I once scored one. with my knee. No, that's it good. It became known as uh, the singleton knee. Wow. I did a few times where I scored with my knee. Yeah, that's Do you just like scoring with your knee then? It's just the. It just bounced off. I think it doesn't. What, what was your one goal? Because I've heard I can't really your remember. your career as a as a footballer wasn't too successful. Who it was alright. Played for Hayside Angels. Hayside Everybody Angels. does. That's the only. Uh, That's the only female. female. Yeah. Well, female, unless you go like United or City. Right. So oh. who were you playing against? Um, we played at um Denton. Right. So we played against like Denton, Ermston, different oh, places. I not don't nice know. Nice name. Played there with. every Saturday. But. When did you score? I don't know. Did you actually score one? Because I thought you used to come on for the last. Well, I did, but I scored minute. one in the right what net. Position? I scored many in the wrong one. <laughs> what position? To be fair, I was in goal. Um, you were goal. No, no, I weren't. I weren't. I did play goalie quite a lot, but when I came on, they just te- they tended to put me wherever they just pulled off. So I played a bit, bit of everywhere. <laughs> bit of a utility. Maybe player. a defender usually, but I'm not a defender for me. Okay. Well, I, uh, I'm more of a, more a creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laying the ball through, I can see I that. I am more creative. <laughs> Maybe not on the field, though. And you're also sometimes a goalkeeper. Yeah. I had these really cool gloves, right, that had, um, like, a skeleton on them. <laughs> Do you know the ones? No. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, I neon, and then yeah. it was, like, a skeleton over your hand. Right. They were cool. Did they help you stop? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't stop many, no. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it weren't good. But I became... It was really funny, actually, because I used to play with, um, like, loads of girls, and I became really good friends with the parents, because I just used to stand on the side <laughs> with them. <laughs> I knew Nikki's dad really well. <laughs> we uh, we had a similar player. Um, I won't name the name, but when uh, we when it was seven and eight, we had a, a good team, and you only played seven aside at that time. Ours was seven aside. We used to have a sub, and he used to be the same guy. And uh, when he used to come on, he used to play up front, but he used to just go and stand at the uh, goalpost with the opposition keeper chatting to him. <laughs> Well, that's where you want to be. There was no offside rule. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but everyone in all those football teams, there's always designated subs. Yeah. Like, there's always like a first 11 and then yeah. there's people that have to come Stay along on and just bench. be a sub. That's, that was a bit like me at cricket, though. Yeah, I, I was, was going to say you were a fielder. I was uh, <laughs> fielder. 12th man. Yeah. No, 11th man. Water boy. Which meant I was always like one of the last people to bat and didn't <laughs> didn't bowl. really bowl much. I just fielded quite all right. Mm. <laughs> Is that true? Were you actually well, all right or were you not? I didn't really enjoy cricket that much. No, no I thought you really enjoyed it. No, no. You told me Dan enjoyed it. Yeah. There was one time where I got I batted once or twice. <laughs> I think I remember two times. I know this is a football podcast now. No, no, but any sport. Um, okay. And um, I got 12. Oh. 12 uh, runs? Yeah, 12 runs. Oh, okay. No, like 15 runs, okay. and that was like my Big PB. Right. But then also another time, when I, one time when I finally got on to bat, Steve Haynes ran me out. 
Stephen Haynes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a lot of those Stephen Haynes. Oh, yeah, because you're friends do. with the Haynes family. Yeah. Um, you are. <laughs> I got a few golden ducks in my day as a, as a batter. What's a golden I could, duck? I could only first dream ball, of golden ducks. <laughs> um, actually, talking about cricket, though, I think in Australia and New Zealand, they do play cricket on oh, yeah, Boxing yeah. Day. Oh, that, that, I think there is the row games scheduled. I just wanted to um, jump in here with my personal best of 70. Oh. For school. For school, I accidentally oh, hit a six count. and then I hit another six. Hit a six on like a third ball by accident. <laughs> I didn't mean to hit it so high. I don't know. But what, it went. I don't know six means six when uh, the oh. ball goes over the boundary without bouncing. Yeah. Oh, like a home run. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. But you get six. And then a four is when it hit, goes over the boundary with bouncing. Yeah. But I'm just bragging there. Yeah, I'm Never not, you're got always close bragging. Anyway. You were your. 70 and your triple hat trick and stuff. I'm guessing goals. So that was uh, our report on Boxing Day. I'm Actually, I'd just like to say I'm not bad at all sports. What Swimming? sports are you good at? I'm oh, alright. No. I'm pace, an alright swimmer. I, I've got good stamina. Have we told, it? Have we told this on the road? I don't know. Have we told this on the I, do, I did all sorts because I used to swim a few times a week. So Which one was your... My strongest probably front crawl or back crawl. Backstroke? Backstroke. I'm calling them crawl. Okay. I, it's um, strange because I call them front stroke <laughs> and backstroke. No front strokes, not right. <laughs> yeah, so I used to do That's that. That's edit point. <laughs> I've got good stamina though. Like I do have one pace. Like even in a race, it looks like I've not sped I up. I can imagine I have you a being bit, a good swimmer. But I've got stamina, didn't and I'm all right at netball. Didn't your mum and dad used to like cheer, cheer you up from the side and I'm like, she's doing hurry the same. Up. Yeah, they get so <laughs> frustrated. You're just like leisurely. Yeah, but apparently I looked neat. That's you good. Neat, yeah. yeah, my my strokes were neat. I was a very good swimmer. Were you? Yeah, <laughs> I used to win all the time. Did you? Yeah. Right did time. you swim for school? Uh, yeah, once or twice. I did. I I was uh, I got what's the word like recruited. You're uh, tall though, so you'd be good. Just reached the end. No, and the um, and they were like, okay, we need someone to do breaststroke. So I volunteered. <laughs> it was like the longest. <laughs> Four minutes. Why oh, is it fifty meters? <laughs> yeah, but no, the, the one in Oldham. Is 20, no, it was at Oldham. Oh, 30, 30, 30, 33. It? Yeah. God, it was the longest <laughs> time I've ever been in a pool. <laughs> it was just horrible. <laughs> it's so tiring, though. It's yeah. the least uh, efficient stroke. It's not good. I don't I, like butterfly. When I go swimming that's in the morning, said though, you said breaststroke. You did say breaststroke. Oh, sorry. Oh. Sorry. No, that's what I got. I oh, volunteered really? to do the bre- uh, oh, uh, the butterfly. The butterfly. That's yeah. why I was saying it was a lot. It's a nightmare because you don't mm. go anywhere. You're just like wiggling. No, no, but no, if you do it right, you do. I'm not very good at it. It's the, it's the breaths that catch people out. You have to just lift your head a little. So you keep it the same position. You just go, <laughs> and then put it down. <laughs> you missed so you that. Do it. <laughs> that was a really good impression. Yeah, sorry. I meant butterfly. Right. And you don't really learn it in swimming. No, you don't. No, because it's a tough one and they just leave it. So I just sort of went along with it and it was tough. <laughs> just like, Did you, you lose? No, I don't really, I don't want to talk. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently the guy who always won at swimming. <laughs> yeah, but not, <laughs> in, uh, not in Butterfly. Anyway, we've had a good chat about our sporting prowess. Yep. Oh, and rowing. Rowing, actually. Oh, oh, yeah. I got his rowing shorts on today. <laughs> yeah. Trousers. So. Well, we don't need to go into my, uh, my Wait, books do you medal, even do gold rowing? and uh, silver. Okay. What? Do you even do rowing anymore? No. Uh, no. Mm. It was just a, a glorious... It's quite... It's very uni sport for me. It is, yeah. There's not... Maybe here, down south, is, is quite it's, a big yeah. thing because there's a lot of clubs. Mm. But up mm. here, you maybe Hollingworth Lake maybe. has a rowing club, yeah, but do, it's yeah. not really a big deal. I don't know anybody who goes there. But anyway, uh, if you want to <laughs> brag about your sporting prowess like we have just done for the last eight or nine minutes, um, tweet us. At Idiot History Pod. <laughs> Do we really want those tweets? Yeah, tweet us. I don't, yeah. I don't care. Um, 
at Idiots to Pod. You can send us a message on Facebook or Instagram at Idiots Talk History. Or send us an email at idiotstrypod at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a nice review on iTunes or whatever else. Uh, whatever and then podcast enjoy out. the festive period. Enjoy the festive period. And we will uh, soon be setting up our new podcast. We will. Um, with, um, I'm just going to break the nick. With Idiots, coming, Idiots Talk History coming to an end uh, around episode 80, maybe? Yes. Hopefully about 80. Is it going to be a special episode? Well, we're thinking, uh, it, we would have ended on episode 78, but because uh, that's when we uh, we go travelling for eight months. But uh, we thought we'd... Maybe longer. We'd, it's not decided. We'd end as we started with three episodes. We did mm. three episodes when we first started. So I can we... recall something special for you guys. Uh, another song, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Listen back to uh, last year's uh, Christmas episode. Uh, for... Oh, well, I post it on uh, somewhere. Because I'll be able to get a clip of it. Of your uh, song. Where are you going to post that? Just on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. <laughs> YouTube. But yes, um, look out for that. We'll, uh, we'll be tweeting about it. Uh, yes. On the move pod. We will. I, I'll be listening. Wait, we haven't got a Twitter yet, so it's no, not, but, that's no, not on the our handle. Twitter, yeah, we we'll, will. Uh, we'll be chatting about the new new podcast. Uh, yes. So um, we will speak to you next week. Enjoy the festive period. Yes. Is it me next week? Uh, yeah, it'll be New Year. It'll be the New Year. It'll be, it'll be New Year, yeah. 2019. Mm-hmm next year see you next year then our (laughs) third year as a podcast very nice so we'll speak to you then happy new year happy new year merry christmas Bye. bye